Some of you may know that this podcast has a companion lecture series. It's called Sense of Place. It happens once a month, October through April, in Hood River, Oregon. And this past season, season 12, we had a presentation on community health workers. Turns out that the Columbia River Gorge has more community health workers per capita than anywhere else in the country. So what is a community health worker? Well, they're often already trusted local leaders, the type of people whose names always seem to pop up when there's a problem to be solved. They go through many hours of trainings and receive certifications so that they can help individuals access health services. One of the first examples I heard about how a community health worker might help someone is if someone has a prescription, say, but has no way to go and actually get the prescription. It might be a community health worker who identifies this block and then helps figure out a solution. And a lot of times, if there's an obstacle for one person, it's probably an obstacle for a lot of people. And so if a community health worker can help come up with a solution for one, it's very likely it will work for many. One of the longest serving community health workers in the Gorge is Joel Palaya. Yes, my name is Joel Palaya. I am a community health worker here at the next door for more than 20 years, and it's a huge privilege. And as part of that work, he sometimes takes his guitar with him and plays. It's a great way to connect with people and even teach. But all this is just the beginning. Talk with Joel long enough and you will hear about not just his work as a community health worker, but a number of other projects that he started over the years that mean so much to him and also our yeah, community. I have, I have a, a, the next event I have is at one, like we got to start Valle Verde. Okay. Yeah. What's Valle Verde? Have we talked about that yet? Yeah, that's another baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I find so refreshing about Joel. He is outward looking and community minded pretty much as a default. He has all these projects, his babies, and yet he somehow maintains this just peaceful calm, which can make you forget just how many people rely on him. That's part of the reason I wanted a chance to sit and chat, because I'd heard a lot about Hoel, the community health worker, and now I just kind of wanted to learn about Hoel. How'd he end up going on the path that led him to the place he is today? Here's Joel Palaya. Uh, I, I was born in Santa Rosalia, Jalisco, Mexico. It's a very small village. It's about 400 inhabitants. It's a very small place. But it's wonderful because everyone knows each other. Unfortunately, we, I never had my, my father figure with, with us. So my mom used to do both roles. And something I remember, she used to make tamales. And I remember that uh, the next day, she, she used to make some tamales, but sometimes with no meat, because we didn't have sufficient resources or 
expanding food. That, that was a fancy food. So she, with those tamales, uh, the next day you used to have very early some, uh, some of that food with coffee. Oh my gosh, that was so nice and so, I still remember the smelling of the So from 10 years to 30 years old, I live in Manzanillo, Colima. Now it's a huge city. It's like 250,000 inhabitants. I was in charge of a hotel and also a restaurant. It was, I was like 12 years old. I decided to, to leave that job and start to work at the transportation uh, secretary in Mexico is a government job. Big boats coming from different countries of the world, like Central America, Japan, China, United States. So it was a very interesting job. I was living in a little house in Manzanillo and my neighbor, his sister, used to visit him. I was looking for her brother to borrow a shovel and when I knocked his door she was out and I said do you know if your brother is here and she said well she may not be here and then I told her do you do you know if she may have a shovel I, I could like to borrow and she said yeah I can get you one then she come to the United States and we start to communicate by letter we didn't have internet we didn't have text messages or other stuff. So that was fun. So we, we started having communication for about four years. And then um, we decided that we wanted to be married. And I married in Pihuamo, Jalisco, in her little town. And that was another fun experience of my life. Well, what happened next, uh, we decided that we may move to the United States because she, she had some brothers and sisters here already, so that was helping us to open, open the door a little bit. I remember at the time when I, we got to her house here in Country River, uh, her mom and another sister were living in a very tiny trailer here in Odell. And it was raining, and the environment of the oxygen, to me, was like very different than Manzanillo because, because it's more pure, more fresh. You know, that's my senses of the, of the air and the environment here. We needed transportation, we needed housing, we needed medical um, for my wife because she was pregnant. And, all the kind of things start to, to happen at the same time. Thanks to my brother-in-law, he helped me to make some um, connections with Walter Walls. This is a packing house in Pine Grove. I had the, the chance to, to, the first time in my life, to, to learn how the food, how the fruit is, is producing and how it comes to our table. And that was fun, that was nice. The part I didn't like is when I have to start to pruning, when I start to have tanning and picking fruit. 
the burning it was cold for me. I was feeling lots of cold because in Mexico, the place where I grew up, it was hot, it was warm. And then is when I I learned that nuestra comunidad sana, in that time la familia sana, they were hiding some community health workers. And I apply and I have the the opportunity to to get interviews. So I remember they have like 10 community health workers making questions for me. Oh my gosh. That was like 1993. I was hired, but then I started to receive lots of training with doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, judges, and teachers. People were very empathetic and they were very sensitive. They were very humble to us. That was one of the triggers that gave us the, you know, the trust. Yes, well, it's about three years ago. Um, I start to feel tired in my routines and I didn't have a good understanding what, what was going on. So the, the, we have a special ur urologist from Portland and he said, well, I, I don't have good news for you. You may need to, to start dialysis. And I said, why? What's going on? He said, your kidneys are not functioning very, very well. So I am in that process and and Susan Gross and Alicia Sweet, they had been, uh, and Mark Thomas and lots of community people, you know, they had been very nice and supporters to me. I, in the process, I was still looking for a kidney and I want to continue being active and keep supporting the best I can to, you know, for vulnerable population and vulnerable people. Two weeks after we spoke, a kidney was found and Joel received his transplant. He says each day he's feeling a little better. Thank you to the Gorge Community Foundation and to the Hood River Cultural Trust for your support of conversations like this one. And to Alicia Swift and The Next Door for helping to make this conversation happen. And of course, thanks to Joel for taking the time out of his busy day to talk with me and play his guitar. As always, you can learn more about this podcast at hereinthegorge.com. That's H-E-A-R in the gorge.com. If you'd like to see the entire Sense of Place presentation on community health workers with Joel and his colleague Maria Antonio Sanchez, you can go to mountadamsinstitute.org slash senseofplace. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Sarah Fox, and this is Here in the Gorge. Yeah, you're welcome.